On the fourth Sunday of Easter, we always celebrate something called Good Shepherd Sunday. So through A, B, or C, it's always Good Shepherd Sunday. Of course, we heard about this today in our responsorial psalm. We are his people, the sheep of his flock. And the gospel as well, we hear, um, no one can take them out of my hand. My sheep hear my voice, I know them, and they follow me. Today, of course, we also celebrate another important day, Mother's Day. Although it's not a liturgical day, it is a great day to honor and celebrate all mothers. So actually, at the end of Mass today, we'll have a blessing for, for all the mothers here present, and even those who have gone before us as well. This week as well, if you've watched the news at all, you know that on Monday night, a document uh, was leaked from the Supreme Court, and by Tuesday morning, all the news cycles had started to cover it. Of course, that document was an opinion that's being drafted in the majority uh, of the overturning of Roe versus Wade. Of course, that decision in 1973 by the Supreme Court uh, to make abortion legal federally across uh, the country. What this decision will do, hopefully, is bring that jurisdiction back to the state level. At least some states, then, will be able to, uh, well, make abortion illegal. But if you watch the news at all, the way it appears is that this decision is a travesty to take the right away from a woman to decide to either keep her child or abort her child? How dare the Supreme Court make this decision? Even though legally, and if by the Supreme Court rules and everything as they saw, it was actually unlawful for them to do that. And so now the news, for the most part, is saying that this is a great travesty. You know the real travesty is? I believe is that someone feels that they have to have an abortion. Yes, we want to enact laws to stop abortion. But even greater thing would be if there was no one that actually had that, well, not desire, but thought that that was actually a valid option. Supply and demand in a certain sense, right? And actually, historically, over the years, the amount of abortions have been going down. Praise God. But what a great travesty it is for someone to think this is where they have to turn. We as a church, as you know, we are, we are pro-life. Pro-life from conception until natural death. Now, if the Good Shepherd is well, we know that the Good Shepherd is there for each and every single person. Everyone. We are his people, the sheep of his flock. And part of his flock has suffered the trauma of abortion. You know, there's a mother back in the 1980s that realized this. And actually, she just passed away on April 20th. Maybe you've heard her name, maybe you haven't. Her name is Vicki Thorne. 
In the 1980s, Vicki was working for the Archdiocese of Milwaukee. She was their pro-life coordinator. She was also a trained uh, bereavement and grief counselor. And as more and more people came to see her, she started to see a common thread for the people coming to see her for counseling. They had all been involved at one level or another with an abortion decision. And so Vicki started to talk to some of her co-workers, confidentially, not revealing any names or anything like this, about have they seen an uptick in this as well? People who come to see them for counseling after an abortion or even talking to the priests in the archdiocese. And they all came to, to the same conclusion. There was a negative impact for those who had an abortion, both physiologically and, of course, spiritually. They validated a concern in many, explaining they wished they had something to help them better understand how to appropriately minister to post-abortive women and the confessional, and just in general as well. With their encouragement, Vicki went to the Archbishop of Milwaukee and explained her idea to, to create the something to meet this need, to minister to those who have suffered in one way or another the trauma of abortion. Vicki said that the Archbishop instantly understood the importance and the necessity for this ministry. And she left not only with his blessing, but with the funding that she needed to begin. Vicki went home and sat at her kitchen table in Wisconsin and drew up an outline for a groundbreaking program of accompaniment and healing for those impacted by abortion. As she did with everything in her life, the key asked for God's guidance in naming the program. She found in the, in the, in the Bible a passage from Jeremiah, verse 31. Thus says, the, so Jeremiah 31, verse 15. Thus says the Lord, in Ramah is heard the sound of sobbing, bitter weeping. Rachel mourns for her children, for her children, they are no more. Vicki now had the name for her program, Project Rachel. This passage is appropriate in more ways than one, not only because it's so powerfully explained, uh, the capture of the anguish of a woman who had lost her child, but also because it offered forgiveness and a path to peace and restoration. See, this verse continues in Jeremiah 31, verses 16 and 17. Thus says the Lord, seize your cries of weeping, hold back your tears. There is hope for your future. After the new program was introduced to the public, the response was far more than anyone could have imagined. Women called, as was expected, but so did men who had pressured their partners into an abortion. Parents who compelled their teenage daughters to have abortion, an abortion clinic workers. 
Vicki became a sought-after expert, training tens of thousands of priests, deacons, and lay ministers worldwide, equipping them with the tools they needed to fully understand abortion's aftermath and the unique healing process. Project Rachel is offered throughout all the United States, as well as worldwide today as well, to be with those to let them know that the Good Shepherd is with them. Pope John Paul II, in his encyclical Evangelum Vitae, expressed these words. I would now like to say a special word of women to have had an abortion. The church is aware of the many factors which may have influenced your decision, and she does not doubt that in many cases it was a painful and even shattering decision. The wound in your heart may not yet have healed. Certainly, what happened was remains terribly wrong, but do not give in to discouragement and do not lose hope. Try rather to understand what happened and face it honestly. If you have not already done so, give yourselves over with humility and trust to repentance The Father of mercies is ready to give you his forgiveness and his peace and the sacrament of reconciliation. To the same Father, to the same Father and his mercy, you can with sure hope and trust your child. With the friendly and expert help and advice of other people, and as a result of your own painful experience, you can be among the most eloquent defenders of everyone's right to life. Vicki was the personification of that friendly and expert help, mentioned by John Paul II. When she died suddenly of a massive heart attack on April 20th, the loss of the pro-life movement was incalculable. How many people had she influenced? The numbers will never know. But praise God, she was willing not to look at these women as great sinners, but to look at them as God's children. We're all God's children. Each and every one of us. And God wants to give us his love. He cares for all of us. This is what a good shepherd does. He is full of love and he is full of mercy. If you have experienced an abortion or influenced it in any way, know that God is here for you. Know of his love, this tender love. He wants to carry you on his shoulders. I know of people who have gone to Project Rachel. It's an amazing retreat experience. And they come back and they tell me about it. All confidential. There's a resounding thing that happens. Peace. Grace. Grace. And love. 
as the world continues to argue over abortion rights, don't forget that we're all God's children. We're called to love. We're called to be, in a certain sense, like Vicky was, that, that, that good shepherd, seeing people for they truly are God's children. And yes, we pray to an end to abortion. We pray that people will not feel the need at all to go, but that they can turn to God and turn to us to help support them. That's why every single week we have the collection for the Life Care Center. We pray as well for those who have already suffered maybe the trauma of abortion, for these mothers, for these fathers, for these parents, that they may put their trust in God and receive his love and mercy that only the good shepherd can give. I want to end the homily just with a prayer uh, that Project Rachel has. It's called the Prayer of Healing. So let's pray this uh, just for all those who have, who have suffered from the trauma of abortion. Eternal Father, source of all mercy and love, out of love you sent your Son and willed that blood and water flow from his side to cleanse us of sin. Hear the cry of each woman who mourns the loss of her child to abortion. Forgive her sin, restore her to your grace, and still the terror of her heart, with a peace beyond all understanding. Through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of all tenderness, and our Mother, strengthen her faith in you. Give her consolation to believe that her child is now living in the Lord. We ask this through Christ our Lord, you and the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and 